So what good things did I learn from being in a very abusive childhood? And what I found when I really sat down and looked at it is that I'm very adaptable. I'm very resourceful and I'm extremely resilient. Now, those things are grown out of adversity. I was standing in line at the Salvation Army with nothing fearful for my life because my spouse, he had said he would kill us if we were to ever leave. Welcome to Finding Your Fears podcast, sharing lessons and stories about creating the life and business you deserve. With me, your fears guide, Carolyn Colleen. Welcome back to the Financial Frenemies podcast. I have a special guest today, Carolyn Colleen. She's a fierce mother of three children, an author, international speaker, entrepreneur, and also a business strategist focusing on helping others achieve their goals. How you doing this morning? Hey, good How's morning. How's it going, Carolyn? It's going great. Excited to be hey, here. Hey. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. I'm so excited to talk to you today because I have some questions and I, and I know that you have accomplished so much. And there's a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs that are striving to make their own path and go after their passions. You've been through a lot yourself. So what is it exactly that your main focus is with what you do now? So my main focus with what I do now, it's been an interesting journey and it's been a rough yet also enlightening journey. And what I do now is I teach prosperity and I help people create more income and look at what they've been through because there's an advantage in adversity. So what is it within each of our lives that's an advantage despite the diversity and how can you prosper from it? So I teach prosperity in okay. my Fierce Network and my Fierce Academy. There's a lot of women that follow you, right? That you, you speak to. You know, mm -hmm. they, a lot of women can relate to being a mother and going through all that. And it's just so important. When I started out in entrepreneurship, I was always looking for other men for guidance because I can, I feel like I can relate more to guys. So I totally get that. And that's really awesome. How long has your journey been into like where you found your purpose until now? It's been a long journey. I became a 100% entrepreneur this year, right in the middle of a pandemic. And yeah. actually what's interesting is that the most successful businesses in history were created out of um, um, uncertainty and economic distress. And so okay. actually right now is the perfect time to get out and do what you may have always wanted to do, or you thought you weren't quite sure you're going to do, or you weren't sure you it was the right timing. But really being around the right people and being around people who have that mindset of, or have challenged that mindset of, hey, it's not about what's not happening, it's about what can happen. And so like that. um, that's where getting around the right people, getting around the right people that are like, they're not talking about what's going on in the news. They're not talking about what can't be done. You get around the right people that talk about, okay, you got an idea. Let's talk about how we can make it. You're the average of the five people you hang with. And you're also the average of their income. So if you look on your hand of the people that you hang out with and what they make in a year, you are the average of that. So if you're yeah. looking for more income, you need a new room. 
<laughs> That's right. It's, you know, they say the what is it? Birds of the same feather flock together. That's right. I think that's how I say. Yeah, that's an old saying. Yeah, that's and true. I like how, like, what you said about the whole pandemic and how it's bringing out entrepreneurship, and uh, it's so different from the conventional way that we've been brought up in school. I have a, I have a bachelor's degree, and I know you're a PhD as well, right? I'm a PhD candidate. PhD I'm candidate. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's interesting because to go off what you were saying, being able to look at the problems that you have and see them not as something that keeps you behind, but seeing them as like an opportunity. I've always looked at entrepreneurship as like solving problems. It does make sense with this pandemic going on. It creates more problems, right? And But for an entrepreneur, problems only mean more solutions. So more opportunities to, to provide services or goods. So it's actually, this is the best time for entrepreneurship, in my opinion. Yes, it's true. Very true. Yeah. And that's where that adverse advantage comes in. So all of us have had different adversities. And how do you take that and how do you use that as an advantage? So, for example, mm -hmm. we're looking at 2020, a year that on this earth yet have seen. We've not seen a pandemic. We've not seen the massive like amounts of unrest and uncertainty and not knowing what's going to happen. And a lot of things actually needed to happen. And so what are we looking at with opportunity? And we're looking at a lot of underlying chronic stress for people. So what happened is actually in March, when everything shut down, I think it was Friday the 13th, all like the whole nation basically shut down. It was an opportunity to really take some space and think and get present and look at the businesses that actually started to thrive. You're looking at DoorDash. You're looking at the delivery services from restaurants. There's all kinds of delivery services that have just skyrocketed. And right. how do you pivot? So a lot of people had businesses that were very much in person. Everything happened in person. But when you just quickly pivot, those businesses started to go online and figure out how to reach their customers through an online platform. And now everybody knows how to Zoom, right? How do you pivot in your business? How do you figure out and how do you actually, like you had said, your expertise in providing insurance, providing right. providing a way to look at things differently. It's a beautiful time to be in the industry that helps serve people and help provide them protection in a space of uncertainty. And so that's where entrepreneurs have that opportunity. Where is that opportunity? What are people the most fearful of and how do you provide a way for them to reduce fear? Insurance. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Providing yes. ways to budget, providing ways to be smart about their money, providing ways in which to be a little bit more creative about their money and then review what they have or have not been doing as far as a buffer for safety moving forward. And that's exactly what you do. You have that service in which to provide safety and right. give them reassurance, particularly in a world that's just all over the place of a lot of uncertainty. So, yeah. You have to embrace it. Exactly. You have to embrace the uncertainty. And it, a lot of what I do is educational, too, because I feel like a lot of these topics just aren't focused on in school, K through 12. We all go through high school. And so that's our foundation. And so people get out of high school and then they go into a lot of people go into to the universities and they're trying to figure out what they want to do. 
And without that proper foundation of knowing what your purpose is and knowing and having a financial education and not knowing how to deal with adversity and uncertainty, it, it can leave many of us just shaken. Our whole foundation can seem like it's constantly moving and it's a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. With yourself, you came up through public speaking, and I know that is like one of the top fears amongst like people in general, just being able to just be vulnerable like that because it's so uncertain. You don't know, you know, how people are going to accept you. You don't know how they're going to react. And you have to have that resentment. And that's one of the things that I admire about you and how you move. And, and I believe that spirit, that your presence, when you share that with other people, it urges them to be fierce. It just to move regardless of what's going on, to, to have faith and to keep moving, keep pushing forward and taking their adversities that they go through and using it as their strength. And I actually want you to go in a little bit more on that because we all have like crazy things that happen in crazy circumstances. And I, and I know you're an advocate of taking those things and like basically making a like taking a lemon and making lemonade out of it. Right. Well, it's about so. looking at what's happened to you and how can you make it happen for you? It doesn't mean that the adversity that you've experienced, that it was right or it was your fault or anything. It just simply right. is looking at that adversity, looking at and seeing what are the things that can make it work for you. And when I started on this journey and I look back on my short lifetime and I think this wasn't right. And I had sexual abuse. I had physical abuse. I had a lot of abuse in my very short amount of time, lifetime on this earth. And yeah. when you take pause and just really get present with yourself, which is it's a hard thing to do, to just take a moment and just pray and be in or, or meditate or just be silent with yourself in which to get present. And think about all the things that have happened in our lifetime, right or wrong. How is it that we can take that and use those things as an advantage? Meaning, I grew up in a household that was very up, down, and all over the place with untreated mental health. And when I look at that situation, and there's a lot of things that happened that never should have happened, how can I look at what what could I what did I learn? It didn't happen for nothing. So what good things did I learn from being in a very abusive childhood? And what I found when I really sat down and looked at it is that I'm very adaptable. I'm very resourceful and I'm extremely resilient. Now those things are grown out of adversity. I was standing in line at the Salvation Army with nothing, fearful for my life because my spouse, he had said he would kill us if we were to ever leave. And so there I am paralyzed by fear with nothing. Now, when you have nothing, in the words of Whitney Houston, when you have nothing, no matter what people take away from you, you always have your dignity. That's and right. so... How do you create power out of nothing, particularly when you're feeling beat down? And this is where entrepreneurialism is born, because it's not an easy ride. I did the traditional route of going to school some more, 
and get a job to work for somebody else to build their dream. And I did very well. I became a corporate leader and I led many initiatives within healthcare and in consulting. And I built my career, but I wasn't fulfilled. And I was also building someone else's dream. So when I sat down and I looked back on my life and I took an inventory of all the things that happened How can I make them happen for me and combine my education and the things that I learned along the way? And what turns out is that you can create your own job. And because of being resourceful, who's if you think about resourcefulness, if you think about problem solving, that's entrepreneurial, but it's also strategy because you can see the world in a different way. It also has to do with resilience and adaptability. That's also entrepreneurial, both in the corporate world, because you can be a corporate entrepreneur, meaning that you are entrepreneurial spirit within an organization and navigate how to increase your income and increase your job within an organization. But you can also do it outside as an entrepreneur. You can also do both. But how do you provide a service that helps people fill a need that they might not even know they do need? And so teaching resilience, adaptability, and resourcefulness and elevating that all of us have that opportunity to build and strengthen that muscle. When you have that baseline, you can create a very successful business, being able to understand and identify those clients that also have that need or not even realize they need that they have that need for a strategy for their life, a strategy for their business, and a strategy for how they're going to get out of their own rat race. Yeah, yeah that's excellent. That's excellent. And you, so you coming out of corporate America, you had, you said you were the leader in your field when you were in corporate. I had work, I had created my own. So that's another thing that comes out of resourcefulness, right? When you have yeah. nothing, opportunities that other right. people don't see because they're looking at it a different way. And so what I did is I actually created my job, see a need, fill a need. So taking a step back, and if this is good for people who are actually working in a job right now, working for somebody else, and maybe they have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, or they want a side hustle. I've always worked full-time at a job, and I've always had at least three side hustles. Anyone who tell you you can't, you ask them how you think about how you can. And so, yeah, this might help. This would probably help your audience, I think, is that when you're sitting there and you're in your job, thinking about, okay, see a need, fill a need. This is my job. I got hired for this job. However, keep your head up and your eyes open. Mm -hmm. You can start writing down notes of pain points that you're seeing within the business. So thinking about, okay, every day is frustrated. Why are they frustrated? What is, what's happening? Is it be under, try to look at the chain of events so that you can understand what's happening and how you might be able to provide a solution in that cutting cutting the curve is upset every day when they come to work because Uh it takes them 20 minutes to get to the office from the parking lot. That 20 minutes of time from the office to the parking lot, if you're writing these things down and you're observing them, perhaps after a period of time, you start noticing that there's other people that come in and they're frustrated because they also have 20 minutes worth of walking or whatever from the parking lot. Maybe if it's, as you keep looking at that, Maybe there's a solution that can be made in order to reduce the the amount of court time so that they have more time working. And maybe that solution would be transportation for the employees or different parking space or creating a way for people to carpool. And one, what does that do? That increases 
their the employee satisfaction. It increases the amount of hours that they can put in at work. And it also provides a solution that could be another business model for your the business you're working in. So what I say is to continually journal, watch, keep your eyes open, look and see what are the problem points for your coworkers, for people in meetings. What are things that seem to be themes? Because as you do that over a couple months, you'll start to see themes. And then as a entrepreneur within your organization, you can start to come up with maybe ideas or solutions that might bring in more money to your organization, which makes you obviously look good. And it helps you make your boss look good, which means you're next up for the next raise. So you very much so this resourcefulness, adaptability and resilience and keeping your eyes open and seeing things in a different way. And now how, where does that come from? That comes from adversity. It -hmm. comes from having a little bit of kick in the pants sometimes helps you to be able to see things in a different way in order to create solutions. Now, what you're saying is something that I am familiar with, but the way you explained it is like the breakdown of it. Because there is something that that many people don't know about, but it's also called the steal away method. And uh, there's a man named the most honorable Elijah Muhammad that taught do for self. And he basically raised up an entire nation, black people coming out of 400 years of slavery and trying to become more independent. And he taught this method called the still away method. And it reminds me exactly what you're saying. We go to these jobs that we're in and instead of just working and doing the bare minimum, you sit down and you assess, you're basically taking the skills. So you're going there and you're learning different skills for another company, but you want to be able to take those skills and transfer them into whatever that you want to do. But you went even deeper and you talked about the strategy about actually looking at the opportunities or the things that are lacking within that business. And then basically writing that down and coming up with solutions to improve it. And then maybe doing your own thing. You can come out of a job where you're working for someone else for a long time and you're getting that experience, you're getting those skills and you're getting strategies that you can implement on your own. That's like a standard case of the still away method. But the way you explained it, you basically gave a a case study for that. And this is something that you've actually done on your own. That's exactly it. That's how you Mm -hmm. you continually create and build yourself so that you not only make the organization look good, make your boss look good, but you are also taking that information and that learning and that skill to create your own business and provide your own offerings. And that's where consultants are born. That's where strategic advisors are born because they've been able to learn that in that organization, trial and error, and then they then take that as their own business and start doing that for other organizations. Mm -hmm. You write your contract and you charge. And there's another stream of income. When you got started on your path, did you have any really deep financial education outside of school? Oh, absolutely. Or did you have to go... You have to I go didn't. and learn it on your own? Oh, yes. Most okay. definitely. And you don't like, learn finances in school. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the conclusion that I think many of us are coming to now. You obviously were making money because you're doing your own thing. But have you ever took a, a downfall before you, oh, yeah. you made it to your path financially? You do every time you try something new to get ready because it yeah. happens. For mm. example, COVID hits. Right. And within the first three days of COVID, I lost twenty thousand dollars and it just kept bleeding because you can't travel to do speaking anymore. Right. You can't do events. 
I have speaking events booked. I have events that I'm actually putting on myself booked. Okay. And so the first three days, it just starts bleeding as the economy starts shutting down. So what do you do? You pivot. So yes, you definitely like uh, massive amounts of money going out the door and just keep trickling. And what do you do? You go back to that time and investment that you made in yourself in which to rather go into fear. You go into that mode of getting present, looking at all the pieces, looking at all the cards and rearranging the cards. It's something you have to practice. You have to fail and fail and get back up and do it again. And that's where you, that's, it's a practice. You're not, there's no such thing as an overnight success. There is Mm -hmm. a such thing as a 10 year overnight success because you don't see what people are doing behind the closed door. And then all of a sudden they're internationally known and they're making more than (laughs) six figures. But they worked on it consistently. It's like a plant that's grown. It's like a seed in the ground. It, it shoots the roots down into the soil, but you don't see that. Then finally the shoot comes up and then now you can see that it's growing and it's growing strong. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, you're phenomenal in that aspect. And I really appreciate that about you. And I think that, I think that the audience listening could definitely could use this to their advantage and relate to this as well, because we're all going to go through struggle. Being an entrepreneur, is about solving problems. It's about solving your own problems first before you can solve other problems out there, which end up the end product of solving that problem is a service or a good. But to be able to do that for other people, we have to first solve our own problems. And this mindset of overcoming adversity that you speak of is necessary. Before we can serve other people, we have to first serve ourselves and take care of our own problems. And uh, that's really powerful. And I really appreciate that that perspective that you give and i want to continue to to follow you i definitely want to read your book you have a book that i i know there's going to be volumes of uh, that this is just a snippet of it i can't wait to get the rest of it so i appreciate you there is there any other things that you want to talk about in terms of adversity i I would just say no i would just say look up on my website i have a tool that you can use to build resilience and it's breathing focusing and fierce action you do it five minutes at a time in which to move you incrementally quicker to where you want to be look it up on my website it's a tool that you use in which to build resilience okay what's that website it's carolynkaleen.com all right okay awesome awesome there you have it carolyn appreciate having you here today thanks for having me you're welcome we'll talk soon sounds great thanks Thanks for listening to the Finding Your Fears podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button so you get notified every time a new episode releases. Please share this episode with someone who might want a little more fierce in their life. And for more information about how we can work together, go to carolyncolleen.com. Talk to you soon.